the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. George Brockler back with you here. 710 KNUS. If you're looking at your watch saying, what the what, uh, so are we. <laughs> we're uh, we're back here at 710 KNUS. We've got some folks on the phone line talking about this thing. We're going to have David Williams we're going to have David Williams at uh, 925. He's doing some other radio interviews, as you can imagine. Uh, until then, let's keep the conversation going. Rob from Lakewood, you're on 710 KNUS. Rob, what do you think? Hey, good morning, George. Good morning. Uh, I, don't, I don't agree with Dick Wadhams on everything, but I respect the man for what he's been able to do in our state over the de- decades, and I thank him for that. I think he's incorrect on our state being the gold standard on election integrity. The facts just don't belie that. But anyway, um, on Dave Williams, I'm concerned. I like Dave, but I am really concerned about the precedent of stretching the rules of ethics when you're in a position of leadership that you're supposed to be representing and supportive of all Republicans. And this is a definite conflict of interest him running in a contested primary it would be bad enough in a primary in a you know running for office while he's chair but running in a contested primary i think is out of bounds and i'm very disappointed dave i trust you'll see the error of his ways yeah he's going to be on at 925 i'll ask him these questions too i presume he's prepared to answer him he's a smart articulate guy but sure i, I sure. just i can't imagine yet what that answer is that makes it okay I just I agree. I agree. I have a meeting here at Independence Institute, so I've got to bail off. All right, buddy. But thank you for thanks, what man. you're doing, friend. And thanks, thanks for, for the call. Everybody on being kind. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks, Rob. Uh, Rob's line is open 303-696-1971. Going to Jan. She's from Englewood. Jan, what do you think? Hi. Um, so I have a couple of comments. One is. So I've heard you say that there are other people that are going to step in the race. Have they already stepped in? I think Wayne Williams has already announced that he's running. Again, I I don't have the complete list of folks, but I'm pretty sure Wayne Williams announced. Billy, maybe we try to find a little bit of that action, too. I'm sure there'll be more than that. I've seen stuff go out from people like Jeff Crank that, hey, I'm praying on it and I'm thinking about it and I'm strongly considering it. I feel pretty comfortable that Rose Puglisi is going through the same process. But but let's talk about that. In so, part, so at the, at go, ahead. Point, go ahead. Go ahead. So at this point, when I'm hearing people climb all over Dave, but and and if Wayne Williams is in, that's one thing, then there yeah. then it's contested. But at sure. this point, unless that's true, it's not contested. To me, that Dave put that out and said this is my plan to run two Republicans. Yeah. He should. He's the state chair. We as Republicans deserve to know what he's thinking. And I I commend him for that. Now attaching his platform, I don't know about that. That that maybe is a little bit, you know, outside of that. But but as far as saying to his Republicans, I'm gonna run, 
good for him. He's telling us what's going on. The other thing is I get really irritated when I'm hearing people yeah. talk about how how unethical Dave is when this last group of people that were in had money, lots and lots of money disappear. And you know what? That's not ethical. And you guys are calling these people ethical. Who, who called them ethical? No. Who, who's who's vouching for someone? I mean, what I'm saying is this, Jen. Well, ethics I, I ethics is not Burton a Brown. ethics. Yeah, but I've heard e- you saying Christy Burton Brown yeah, going Burton. to her for input and stuff. And you know what? What these people have done is not okay. Well, we'll and to me, Dave we're going to get to find Dave out, right? Dave Williams is trying to get the party turned around and straightened out. Jan, I'm so glad I'm so glad you called to have this conversation. One, ethics is not relative. It's not like I am ethical compared to. Ethics are a standard. You either achieve them or you don't. So whether or not there's an there's a whataboutism, like what about these people? What about that? Doesn't change the analysis on this particular decision. So the two things I'd ask you is is your position that if it's not contested now, if that seat becomes contested, if someone else jumps in, Dave should step down a state party chair or do you think he should still do both jobs running and being state party chair? That, that that's a little tough for me he certainly shouldn't use the state platform to to you know put his information forward at that point if it's contested if i i, I don't know i honestly i don't know on that we do allow it and so i i think that's a decision that he has to make along with good counsel on whether both jobs can be done. And they may not be able to be done. But you're right, ethics are not a comparison. But to me, Dave Williams has shown that he's ethical. Is this decision, do you think, this decision to attach a political endorsement that he has? And I'd say this, if the answer from Dave is going to be, hey, we'll send out everybody's announcement for cd5 using the same database um then i feel differently about it but this was interesting because he's advancing his own political ambitions through the state party email distribution system that's unusual yeah and i think i think and again is it contested or not i think that piece was probably um not okay but i don't know that that's a reason to kick him out I mean, that can be rectified in different ways. Do you think that the state party bylaws should permit a state party chair to run in a primary? You know, we've had um, such a hard time getting good candidates that I think if, if they're picked as the best candidate and that's the best choice for Colorado candidates, then I'm I'm at least open on it, but I I think it definitely needs more discussion. Absolutely needs more discussion. If Jan, if you accept that Dave was giving 100 percent of his time and efforts to state party chair, you'd agree with me that the decision to run in a contested primary for a congressional seat, a generational congressional seat is going to diminish the amount of time and effort he can spend on that. Is that fair to the people that voted for him for state party chair? Well, I think here's what I'll say. I I can't say that he's wrong. I know people that wear multiple hats doing multiple things well. 
Can he do that? I don't know. I couldn't. Well, I, I'm not sure so, anybody can. I mean, if, if you concede that you're giving 100% of your effort to do one thing, and then you take away from your ability to do that effort, by definition, you're fil- fulfilling the same job, but at less capacity. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I I am hearing what you're saying. But I think, again, is he our best candidate? I don't think Wayne Williams is. Well, I know, but shouldn't we get to find that out by Dave dedicating 100% um, 100% of our effort of his efforts on running and proving that issue as opposed to And by the way, do you think optically, just how does it look? Does it look fair? If you're a person running against Dave for a seat and you know that he's the state party chair, no matter what he says, do you feel like, oh, yeah, I'm getting a fair shake? For instance, if Ronna McDaniel wanted to run for president and stay as the national party chair, um, w- would you support that? Well, I don't think she can do it. She doesn't do a good job doing what she's doing. So, I mean, <laughs> well, but Dave would you think that was fair? Would it be fair? Fair is who we decide. I mean, it, they, number one, they have to have enough support behind them financially to do it. So, so that's going to take some people out of the running. Number two, people have to say, okay, we like you well enough to go forward. So fair, is it fair not to have a great candidate in there? What's fair? Are you just trying to control who runs? I don't know. You know, those are all good questions to ask. Yeah, I think, Jan, if you, when you reflect after we get off the phone, when you reflect on this, I think the conclusion you're going to come to is, no, it's not fair. It doesn't look fair. You should not be able to be the head of a party apparatus and at the same time run to become a nominee for any office that's contested. If it's uncontested, yeah. I agree with you. If it's just Dave running for it, then who cares? But the minute but some other Republican fair, jumps, what's that? What you talk about fairness, what's fair about having independents vote in Republican yeah, primaries? Jan, do you see what you're fair. doing there? You're doing the whataboutism. You're doing the whataboutism. I absolutely am because I, I hear people, Dick Wadhams was talking what about do, what, what does that have fair? to do with this issue, what though? Is fair? But what does that have to do with this issue? It has to do with the issue because how do we get good candidates if we don't at least see whether people are behind them? No, no, no. We can get good candidates, but Dave could say, I'm not going to be the state party chair anymore. My heart, my yeah. faith, my family tells me I better serve my country and my state in CD5. That's where I'm going to dedicate 100% of my efforts. Or he says, by God, this state party needs fixing. I ran to fix it. I'm going to put 100% of my efforts into that. But what we hear right now is I'm going to give a little bit here and a little bit there, and both will be great. Well, I will see what he says when he comes on. I'm glad he's going to talk. Oh, me too. I really am. I am too. I think this has has to be talked out and figured out so that um, we don't lose people that are are passionate one way or the other. It has to be talked out. And that's one thing Dave has done hugely is he's gotten communication going in the Republican Party, and this was not done before. Well, this also has never been done before. It doesn't look like we've ever had a state party chair run (laughs) for a partisan race that has a contested primary. This is also unprecedented. And if the argument, though, Jan, is, well, he's such a good candidate. Why should we be deprived of a good candidate? I agree. We shouldn't be. 
but then let someone else be in charge of the party. I, it's just hard to imagine he's the only one that can do it, you know? Yeah, well, and so I'm glad it's being talked about. That's huge. Yeah. It's huge. And thank you for bringing the topic forward. Well, Jan, th- thanks for being a day. part of the conversation, too. We'll have Dave on in a little bit. Thank you, Jan. I appreciate it. Hey, Jan's line is open at 303-696-1971. I know Dave's on the radio right now, but I, I'm certain that he knows... Um, you know, that, that this is going to be asked of him and I'll ask him too. And the dude's fearless about answering the questions, but, um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm interested in knowing your thoughts like Jan's. I mean, I can, you can tell Jan is favorable towards Dave thinks he's doing a good job as the party chair, but the part that we have to get past in my opinion, and not just on this topic is, um, the what about ism. You know, where the question about, well, is it going to be Dave? You know, is this conduct by Dave or these decisions are these ethical? Well, what about Christy Burton Brown? Who cares? Right. In the context of this decision, ethics are standalone. They're not relative. It's not like, man, I think that's wrong. But compared to the other person, it's right. Like, that doesn't make any sense. That's not ethics. That's moral relativism. That's something else. But the other issue is here. I, I don't think you can possibly say that a person can give 100% of their best efforts to both jobs. Can't do it. So what's the answer? I mean, what's the answer? 303-696-1971 is the number. Somebody sent me a text. And again, this is going in the Wayback Machine. We're talking now three and a half years ago. But uh, Dave had been, um, uh, um, I don't know what to call him, a surrogate in Colorado for President Trump. I didn't remember any of this stuff. They sent me an, a link, and you can find it at Colorado Politics. And it involves Dave uh, being cut out of the Colorado Trump campaign because at the time he came out and endorsed his friend and a guy I'm friendly with, Justin Everett, who used to be a member of the House out of Jeffco back when Republicans could still get elected there. And it, it came out and it was a quote that said, hey, Justin is a Trump guy. He's the only Trump guy, blah, blah, blah. And then it was signed Dave Williams, state representative and Colorado surrogate for President Trump. And apparently that offended whoever the chair was of the Trump campaign. Like, oh, my gosh, you can't use your position for Trump to advance the cause of this guy on this thing. It's only relevant. Not not a question of do you agree or disagree. It's only relevant because it touches upon the idea of using a position, a then official position to advance the political cause in a primary because this was a primary of somebody else. Doesn't it feel like that's what's taking place here? And, you know, I guess as I as I noodle this thing out with you, I think to myself, um, maybe his answer is going to be everybody who's running for the CD5 Republican nod is going to be able to access the state database and will push out their announcement as well. That might take some of the sting out of it. Uh, maybe they do that as a matter of course, and we just don't know it. But short of that, What? And what do you do in the future? I mean, think about this. Throughout the campaign for the primary, Dave will continue to be able to send out emails to the entire state party advancing whatever. And it doesn't have to be overt, like, and vote for me for CD. It doesn't have to be that. He's going to be able to elevate his name ID 
and his pl- using this platform, the statewide platform that is not available to other primary contenders. I just, how is that fair? I, I don't know. I mean, Dave's going to have an answer. Maybe his answer will be, I'm going to let everybody do it. All right, I get it. I have this unfair advantage because I'm the state party chair. I have access to this database. I get it. I'm going to let everybody that's running for the Republican nod have the same access. Maybe that's it. I mean, my hope is Dave says, okay, I get it. I thought I could do both these things. I've listened to the grassroots, the people that put me here, the people that ought to be running the show. And I can't give them 100% of my best efforts because some of those best efforts are going to go towards winning this nomination. I don't know, man. I mean, we this is it's such a bizarre environment. The other thing is, Billy's like, well, I, when do we get to ask the question, what's going on that all three members of the congressional, the Republican congressional delegation all don't want to be in their seats anymore? Like, what's going on there? Like, what is it about the time? And we're in the majority, by the way. Can you imagine how horrible it is to be in the minority where you don't control anything? Not the agenda, not committees, not nothing. These folks are all in the majority. Hell, Doug Lamborn's got a ton of seniority. And Ken had, I think he had some subcommittee deputy something, or he was doing some stuff. Why leave now? Like, is it the toxicity of D.C.? Is it the recognition? Because both of these guys are hardcore conservatives. No matter what you think or claim about Ken or Doug, these dudes are conservatives by every political measure possible. Do they support Trump? Don't know, don't care. That's not the measure of a conservative. But they want to leave. Why? I mean, isn't there a chance here when Trump gets reelected this November? And by the way, I think that's going to happen. The way things are right now, looks like that's going to happen. You don't want to be part of that anymore? You, you don't want to be in the majority in the House when you run the table? Hell, we might get the Senate back, man. The, the Democrats are defending in so many places. This is just, what are we doing as a party in Colorado? What is happening here? I don't know, man. It makes me wonder, too, at one point when I heard that uh, Hank Schwanger was going to run out in CD3 for Lauren's old seat, I thought, well, clearly he's going to have to give up his position as the state uh, technology voting system integrity guy. Now I wonder. Now I wonder if it isn't just, hey, man, come be part of the leadership and we'll be able to run for these contested seats. I, I don't know what we're doing anymore. I, I, I'm worried. Let's cut away for a break. When we come back, I, I think we're going to be joined by the, the chair and the subject of all of this breaking news, uh, Dave Williams. When we come back, stick around. George Brockler. Oh, you know what? Let me do this before I do that because I, I, I'm i going to screw us here if I don't do that. i got to tell you about Ultra Botanica. Very quickly, i got to tell you about the fact that these are folks that are out there that are doing the best using a patented natural curcumin-based supplement that you can only get at your vita, at your I'm sorry, at your natural grocers through the vitamin manager. Free three-day supplement. Now, you can order it online at GetUltraNow.com. Check it out, GetUltraNow.com. But if you want a three-day free sample, and you should, before you buy it, go get the free sample and see what it does for you. Billy and I did. We already know what it did for us. See what health benefits you get from it, and you're going to discover them pretty quickly. Three days is too many. But go ahead and get that free sample. Get one for a loved one, too. Check them out at GetUltraNow.com. GetUltraNow.com. But go check them out at the... Natural grocers, ask the vitamin manager for your free three-day sample. George Brockler, 710 KNUS.
George Brockler back with you here. 710-KNUS. No time to lose. He's the man of the hour. We've been talking about him. So have many others across the state. His name is Dave Williams. He is the state party chair and now newly minted candidate for CD5. Dave, thanks for joining us. You bet. Thanks for having me, George. Man, I presume you are getting crushed with the request to make the rounds and do all this other stuff. I just thank you so much for making time this morning to include us on that list. You, you bet, George. Anytime I can come, I will. Hey, uh, question, because it's been controversial, and I'm not going to be the first person or the last person to bring that up, but the decision to run at the same time as remaining state party chair. Talk us through that. Yeah, you bet. Um, well, first off, I think it's, you know, you can't be overstated, right? It's uh, It was such a surprise and shock that Doug Lamborn would, would retire, and so thus it made it an open seat. Um, obviously I ran two years ago, came up short, but the performance was, you know, pretty good where it certainly, uh, was justified for us to consider it. So we took the weekend to think over, you know, how to make this all work and come together. And we looked at Ken Buck, you know, when he was the former party chair and how he, uh, made contingency plans and, and we, we were comfortable enough to make the decision to do both because there's, you know, there's really no conflict here. I'm not the chair of the 5th Congressional District, and I'll have nothing to do with any decisions that are going to arise from that. And if something does happen, we'll do what Ken Buck, you know, would have done with uh, with CD4 had there been an issue, and that's simply recuse himself from any of those uh, conflicts. When Ken ran uh, as the state party chair, did he have a primary? But I don't, I don't recall because it was four years ago or so, but he certainly knew that there was a chance that he could have a contested primary, and he did make uh, contingency plans in that event. So I don't know if that helps I don't think he had a primary then. I think he had Bob Lewis last time in 2022, but I don't think he had one in 2020 at the time. That that feels like a difference maker in this way, and I'll I'll ask you to, to hear this out. If you're someone running for CD5, and by the way, who else is in the race already? I, someone asked me that. I'm like, Wayne? I don't know. Who else? But I've heard other names thrown around. Who else is officially in the race? I'm not entirely sure um, if anyone else has jumped in yet. And, and if they do, well, one, do you think your decision to jump in while remaining state party chair could cause someone to say, well, I, I don't think that would be fair. I won't get in. And two, if you're in, can you see how they're going to look at this and go, uh, what? I mean, the guy already used the state distribution email system to get his announcement out. How am I supposed to compete with that? Well, you know, I I don't I don't know what I, you know, I can't speak for any of the potential competitors that would jump in. But this is no again, this is no different than any other prominent, you know, well-connected Republican jumping in. They're certainly going to it's going to be known that they're running, and it was certainly my duty. To notify the party that I was going to run and stay on at the same time. You'll notice that that email was not asking for solicitations, wasn't asking for support. It was simply notifying the party of what we were doing. Well, sort of. And I say that because um, you also have attached to this your uh, announcement that you're running, the Dave Williams for United States Congress. It wasn't just, hey, as party chair, I'm letting you know a decision I've made. You also included the political component of this for the campaign, which has a link to your website to it. That's fair, isn't it? That That's what you well, did? That was, that was the, well, the press, re- that was the press release. Right. 
cash at the bottom. Right. We right, did right. that because people wanted to know. So well, so would, if anyone else, I'm making this up, but if Wayne Williams is in it, if he's in, would you allow him to access the state party system? And maybe you'd send it out for him to send out his press release about running for CD5. Look, if it makes everyone feel better, I don't have an objection to it, but that's a decision I'm going to leave the uh, remaining officers and the other leadership. Did the officers vote on this email with the press release? Um, no, there was no formal vote, but, you know, again, if Wayne or anyone else who's going to jump in, if they really want to feel better about uh, their announcements going out through the state party system, I'll leave that to the other officers and the other executive team to figure it out. Well, why wouldn't you make that decision like you did for your own? Well, look, George, it's, what is it? Do people want me to make the decision or be out of the decision? No, I, I mean, I think the question is one of, and what I'm trying to get to is the question is one of the the optics of the fairness of it as well as the practical fairness. And so if what you're telling us is I alone made the decision to send out my press release to advance the cause of my campaign while also fulfilling my duties to notify the party, that's one thing. But then to say, hey, if Wayne Williams wants to send one out, I should not make that decision. The party should make that decision, the officers. My question is, why didn't you have the officers weigh in on your decision to send the email with the press release if that's the filter by which every other candidate is going to have to go through? And the, the only reason we're having this conversation is because it highlights what I think people view as the conflict of interest. You have obligations to the state party. You also have access to things that people running for CD5 don't. You've already used them to benefit your campaign. Is that fair or is that unfair? No, I, I don't. I wouldn't characterize it that way. And I think most of the criticism are coming from my political opponents anyway. You know, there are folks that just haven't liked me from the start and they're looking for every reason to attack and try to make their points. And by all means, go ahead and do that. But again, no conflict arisen. And there was never, never this kind of pushback from, you know, this minority group of folks against Ken Buck. He obviously had the potential if, if he didn't have a primary, he had the potential to have one, and no one was screaming bloody murder. Well, not, and who knows what would have happened had he had a primary challenger. But, of course, he was also the incumbent. It wasn't an open seat, and, of course, the party has a long history of favoring incumbents, even if uh, they tacitly sit out during the primary. This is a little bit different than that. Um, I think it's unprecedented. I don't know of any other state party chair who has run in an open seat primary for any office, let alone uh, a congressional one. But the other practical part is this. I believe that you were using 100% of your efforts to advance the cause of the state party and that you're trying to right the ship. I believe that. If that's true, aren't you going to, by definition, then be giving less than that as you also run vigorously for a contested primary seat for Congress? Um, well, I believe I can walk and chew gum at the same time. I mean, we are going to be able to still follow through on our projects and make sure the party is in a strong position while I'm able to run for the 5th Congressional. And the other thing I would point out to the critics who are undoubtedly talking about this, when they you know, start criticizing Mike Lynch for remaining as the uh, minority leader who's tasked with expanding the House majority, or minority at this point, and running for this fourth CD, then I'll be more inclined to listen to their complaints. How do you see that as similar? And again, a fair a fair comment, but why is that similar? Well, if the if the criticism is that my focus is no longer singular and it's uh, divided, then that's got to be the same criticism for any 
Republican in leadership. And by the way, one of the people that's rumored to run is Paul Lindine, the head of the Senate minority. Yeah. So again, if my critics want to actually be honest and fair, then I need to start seeing from them criticism towards people they like. Yeah. Also, by the way, state legislature is not in session, and it's only a 120-day session, and I presume that this primary will be, what is it, end of June, I would guess? So a little bit different, a little bit different than that, but I get your point. If each of those people stepped down from their leadership roles, would you then step down as state party chair? No, because I don't think they actually have to step down. My point in all this is that there's a bit of hypocrisy coming from those who are whining and complaining the most, and it comes back to the fact that they're they just don't like a grassroots conservative running the party, nor do they want someone like me going to Congress. For those that want to see you win uh, out there in CD5, and there's a ton of them, uh, what about the idea that they're like, good God, Dave, if you're going to win this, p- pretty please, we need a grassroots guy, pretty please dedicate everything you've got to winning this primary and stop being distracted with doing a job that someone else could also do, which is to run the state party. What would you say to that? Again, I can walk and chew gum at the same time. We're we're doing very well, and we can... Yeah, but, can but is running for Congress chewing gum, and is running the state party walking? I mean, it's, it's a thing we say all the time, that we can do two things at once. But by definition, man, you have a limited amount of time, a limited amount of attention, and a limited amount of passion and energy. You can put them all into one thing, or you can divide them. And that's true, by the way, for Lundeen. That's true for uh, anyone else in leadership. So this isn't just about you. Aren't you, by definition, dividing your efforts that should be 100% focused on one or the other? Well, I mean, I think it's a fair question, but you see this all the time and when people run for campaigns. A lot of folks have to do multiple things, wear multiple hats, and work multiple jobs. We are confident we can do both, and given our performance, Two years ago, we think we're in a strong position to, to win, especially with the plethora of candidates that are going to jump in. Um, it, it's interesting. Do you feel like this is an issue for the people that voted for you for state party chair? Should you go back to them and say, hey, I know when I ran for this, I told you I'd be doing this 100 percent. You guys should take another vote and make a decision about whether I should and it's not really a no confidence vote but it's a hey do you want me to keep on going and would you consider allowing them to make that vote if uh, my critics like Dick Wadhams or anyone else want to push the central committee for a vote they can get 25% of the central committee to sign a petition no I I get that I'm not saying Dick Wadhams I'm not saying that I'm saying you what about you just simply calling the question yourself saying Look, I am an above-board, transparent guy. This is how I've lived my public life. I intend to do that, whether it's a state party chair of Congress or whatever. So I'm going to come to you, and I'm going to make my case to you. And I realize when you voted for me, I was not running for Congress, but I am now. It's very important. If you agree with me doing both of these things, great. But if you think I ought to take a different path, I am open to your opinion. Because when you voted for me, you didn't think you were getting this. Is that fair? Uh, I mean, I think it's a fair question, but I simply disagree. And, you know, again, the Central Committee spoke on this when Ken Buck was the chair and, and he ran for Congress. They had no problem with it then. And the Central Committee, I'd like it, doesn't have a problem with it now. But if they do, it's pretty easy to get 25% of them to sign a petition. A lot of county bylaws, in fact, almost all of them, preclude the county party chair from running in a contested primary. Is that right? Depends depends on the county. In fact, we had a number of advisory opinion requests from 
folks on the western slope that were running for local county commissioner races, and this was well before Congressman Lamborn uh, retired or announced his retirement. And we told them then that, look, there's nothing in the bylaws uh, that prohibit uh, a chair from running. Uh, it's permissible, uh, in our opinion, to, depending on the, the county, but in these counties that was the case. And we said the best thing to do is to is to just be transparent and recuse yourself from any conflicts that would arise and don't administer the assembly or any other party meetings that deal with that district. If you recuse yourself from decisions regarding anything that would impact CD5, who then makes the decision? Well, I suppose that would be up to, you know, the individual counties. I mean, they do have their own sets of officers and executive committee. But at the state level, who would do that? Well, I, I would imagine the only time some sort of conflict would come up would be some sort of controversy proceeding after uh, after something having to do with the assembly, uh, at which point I would certainly not chair that meeting and I would not even vote in that meeting. And it would be the executive committee probably being chaired by Hope, uh, our vice chairwoman, the adjudicate the decision are the changes in the rules that have recently taken place at the state and county levels are they such that the state could come out and actually endorse you in a primary depends on the situation if i'm the only one to have gone through the assembly and all the other uh, opponents have petitioned on then that possibility exists but it would again it would be up to the executive committee and the other officers to you know consider and then you know pass judgment on that that type of decision that's interesting. And then what about the use of state funds to advance the cause? Of, can, can the state use funds to help out someone in a primary? No, I don't believe so. Um, I mean, that's not what we're planning to do. We're going to fundraise into our own you know, campaign coffers and not worry about the party uh, party's funds. In fact, any party's funds are likely to be directed towards our competitive seats in CD3 and CD8 after after June. Will you still be using the state email distribution system to send out stuff about your campaign or is this it? Is it a one and done? Well, this, this was, this was my um, responsibility to notify the, the entire state party that I was doing this. Uh, but no, we don't, we're not going to be using the state party email to be putting out campaign releases or anything like that. What um, do you do? You continue on as a legislative aide as well, or is that something that's in the rearview mirror? Oh, I haven't. I have not been. Uh, I haven't been in that role for quite some time now, so it's not something we'll be taking up again. And and I know you ran. You primaried uh, Lamborn two years ago. Why run for Congress? Like, what is your goal? Why do you think you're best suited for it? I'd ask any candidate this, but I, I didn't want it to just be about the decision. To stay. I wanted you to be able to talk about the campaign. Sure, you bet. You bet. Well, when I ran the first time, it, it's you know it was clear to me that we needed a you know a true grassroots proven conservative who's going to go to Washington and stand up to the uh, special interest insiders and to the radical left and the swamp that is continually destroying our country. We have folks that are making decisions not in the best interests of the communities they represent, but rather in the interests of their buddies or themselves. There's so many people that are raiding our taxpayer coffers. They're giving power uh, to their friends and their buddies and taking them away, taking away from the people in the states. It's, you know, the madness has got to stop. This is why in our campaign announcement that I don't know if you saw or not, we quoted Oliver Anthony in his song, right? Richmond, north of Richmond. That's exactly the problem we have in Washington, and we need elected, uh, we need leaders who are going to be elected 
uh, to stop you know that type of behavior it's time we reform washington because it's broken and the only way we can do that is with principled proven leaders who are going to push back if you get elected to congress would you remain a state party chair well I, you mean if i win the nomination well i i mean if you win the nomination man you're going to get elected i mean i think everybody knows that the the fifth and right the other you're direction. you're thinking you're thinking 2025 is that right right that's the question yeah uh, I don't know. I, I honestly do. I don't know. It's uh, not a question that's been presented to me yet. Uh, I'd like I just to. Did. <laughs> just, right. I know. I, just presented it. <laughs> I think about it. I mean, look, here's the thing. If, if our performance is good in 2024 and we hit the benchmarks that we need to hit in order to have good performance, it's certainly on the table. I'm not going to not going to say no to it. What's the website people can go to to learn more and help you out if they want to? You you bet. The the website for me is DaveForColorado.com. That's D-A-V-E-F-O-R Colorado.com. And uh, I'd be happy to take any questions or uh, certainly any support that anyone has. I'll say this, man, and it's one of the things I really respect about you is you just don't dodge us or the questions or anything like that. You'll just take them on. Whether people agree or disagree, do you know what I mean like that? And you've seen this, too. There are politicians out there who only want to talk to the people that give them favorable everything, and there are politicians that simply never want to address the bad stuff that goes on or the controversial stuff. You're none of those people. You're like, oh, come on, hell, I'll answer the questions. I love that. Sure, you bet. Again, I'm happy to come on anytime, George, and ask, you know, answer the tough questions. Well, I, and I know that will continue on if you get elected as well, and we need more of that in Congress and everywhere else. We need people who will come and answer questions everywhere they're asked. Yeah, for sure, and more honesty and straightforwardness. Well, you can you can guarantee I'll do that no matter what. Thank you, Dave Williams. I appreciate the time, my man. Good luck out there. That's Dave Williams. He is the state party chair and newly minted candidate for the Republican nomination for the 5th Congressional District being vacated by the retiring Doug Lamborn. Uh, listen, uh, what did you hear? We got some callers on the line. Nick, Carly, we got a line open at 303-696-1971. It's my job, my pleasure my opportunity to tell you about Twin Aspen Dental. These are my dentists. These aren't just some folks that I talk about because they say, hey, read this. I went out and checked them out. I fell in love with them to the point where they're now my dentist. I've gone there, I don't know, over the last year and a half plus. I've got another appointment already in the books. I go down and see them because of what they do, not just technically. Yeah, they're great dentists technically. They can do all the the heavy lifting. They can do the crowns, the implants, the bridges, all, Invisalign. They do all of that stuff. They have all of the cutting edge technology. But I really go down there because when I see them, I feel like they care about me more than just I have 20 minutes to get this guy in and out of a chair for purposes of billing insurance. I, I just don't feel that way with them. I feel like we missed each other. You know what I mean? Like, hey, catch me up on what's going on. And of course, once they start working on your teeth, you don't get to talk that much. But still, pretty awesome. Uh, Doctors Richter and Snyder, they're the real deal. If you go check them out, my guess is they become your full-time dentist. So take a knee from your current dentist, whoever that is. It's no offense to them. You're just going to go try to get the best product possible for yourself. Check out our friends at Twin Aspen Dental Center. Easily, easy to get to right there at the corner of Parker and uh, Stro Ranch. You can also call them at 303-841-7466. 303-841-7466. That's TwinAspenDentalCenter.com. TwinAspenDentalCenter.com. When we come back, your text, your calls. George Brockler, 710 KNUS.
George Brockler back with you here, 710 KNUS. My thanks to Dave Williams, state party chair and now candidate for the uh, Republican nomination for CD5. Hey, it's 2024. We're now in week number two of this thing. If you're a guy out there and you're struggling with hair loss or thinning hair, uh, you don't have to go through 24 like you did 23. Don't invest in hats. Don't decide to go all uh, Mr. Clean. You have an option. It's called Dr. Tanya Pauls and our friends at Advanced Hair Restoration. You can check them out at advancedhair.com. That's advanced has a D in it, actually two, hair, H-A-I-R.com. You can also give them a call at 720-459-HAIR, 720-459-HAIR. Guaranteed results. The folks that have done this thing, man, the hair starts growing right away. And it's your hair. It's not anything synthetic. It's you. Uh, here's the deal. You call and you get $250 off. You also get 250 free hair grafts. What is better than that? It's the look and the confidence that you have after you get it done. Check them out at advancedhair.com. Now, listen, that brings us to the end of four hours that kind of whizzed by here as we were having a conversation with KBB in the 7 o'clock hour. The news broke about David Williams, a man good enough to call in and answer some of the harder questions that are out there. There's a million more. I can't get to them all, but I really do appreciate him uh, jumping in on this thing and answering some questions. We'll keep having the conversation, man. There's a lot going on in the Republican Party in 2024. It seems a bit uh, chaotic, frenetic, if you will, at the moment. But my hope is that all gets settled down. We'll keep having the conversation here. Uh, My thanks to Patty Calhoun from Westward. My thanks to KBB from Advance Colorado and Dave Williams from the state GOP. And you, mostly you, the text, the calls, they were fantastic. We're going to keep this thing going tomorrow. Who knows what will happen between now and then. It's George Brockler. You're listening to The George Show, 710 KNUS. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.